Hello, everyone. Today, I'm with the amazing Dr. Anne Goldsmith. And she's going to tell us, she's, um, her company is called Behavior First Consultancy, and she's an expert on uh, dealing with children and teenagers. And she's also going to give us some tips on lockdown and how to deal with kids when you're on lockdown. So, Dr. Anne, welcome, and please introduce yourself to everyone. Tell us who you are and what you do. Hi everyone, hi Janine, thank you very much for inviting me on your podcast today. It's a wonderful day, sun shining, beautiful, beautiful day. I'm Anne Goldsmith and I'm a parent, I'm a positive behaviour consultant and a parenting coach. And my company is Behaviour First Consultancy. Awesome. And uh, may I ask you, why do you do what you do? So my why, okay, yeah. um, my why, I have two, two teenagers. My son is nearly 17 and my daughter is 14. Now they're amazing teenagers now. However, when they were younger, both of them at different times in their, in their lives displayed really disruptive and negative behavior. So as a mum, as a parent, I had to well, deal with all the, the emotions that that created in me about not feeling good enough, feeling like I was a bad mother, a bad parent. It was all my fault. And trying to figure out how to cope and how to deal with that. But also, more importantly, trying to understand my two children and what was going on with them and how I could help them, how I could support them. So that's where my first why comes from. And also, I've got a background in teaching, 16 years of teaching. And throughout my teaching career, I have taught many children who have displayed negative and disruptive behaviours in the classroom. And I've turned their behaviour around. And I know that actually it's an area that needs so much focus and support so that these, these children, these students can be given a chance and we can understand what's going on to support them to transform their behaviour. So those are my whys. Awesome, awesome. And would you mind explaining why? Um, because when we were younger, we didn't have the tools to understand what was going on and we didn't have the experience. And that's a problem that often teenagers and children don't tell what's wrong because they don't probably don't even know how to express it or they're scared to say it because maybe they're getting bullied or cyberbullied. Like, how do you, how do you uh, help them? Sure. So, yes, I mean, I, I'm 50, so... Things were very different when I was at school and um, we didn't have social media. Yes, we had exams. We had, you know, some of the similarities that they have now, but society is a very different place. And um, I think now there are so many other factors. As you say, there's bullying. Now, bullying, yes, that happened. Um, that's been happening for years. But I think... A lot of the time, things have changed. Maybe, as you say, it's something that, that children don't always tell their parents or don't tell other people. And they, they hold on to it and, and suffer in silence on their own. Um, and there is obviously there's social media now, so there's another way, another outside influence that has an impact on what children and teenagers are experiencing today. What I do, I... I listen 
uh, it sounds it sounds simple and it sounds obvious um, but I just listen to what they have to say and we can all say we're listening but I know even myself I've claimed to be listening but not truly listening so I listen and I hear what they're saying and also what they're not saying I can get a lot from children and teenagers when they don't tell me things but it's about listening and understanding and identifying their their struggles awesome listening is very powerful mm. and uh, how would you say the difference between listening and listening with hearing what they have to say like what's how do you what's the difference like because as adults we tend to have a solution and we tend to hop in and I guess that's wrong we need to let them talk and maybe ask the right questions but like how do you do that as you're the expert (laughs) well no what you said is is exactly right so often you know adults and children when we listen before that person's finished speaking we've already got our idea of what we want to say next so we're not truly listening because we're just waiting to say our next part of that conversation so it's about listening um giving that person time to explain and say what they want to say and as you said not necessarily stepping in with a solution but just listening and unpicking the words that are said and how it's said to Mm -hmm. then be able to move forward yes yes i have learned to do the same as i'm a therapist so so with some words i think huh that's a that's an interesting choice of words mm. yeah uh but i i don't know about teenagers and children because i only work with adults so and um, you said before that there are some problems with children and teenagers that you usually work with what are the most common issues you work with that the more yeah the most common yeah <laughs> yeah sure so um when i started interestingly my business has evolved quite a lot over the last four four years or so and when i started i only ever worked with children or teenagers displaying negative and disruptive behavior that was it it was different various different um, types of negative and disruptive behavior but in the last i'd say eight, eight to twelve months I have worked with more children suffering with anxiety, depression, um, mental illness, mental health issues, should I say, um, eating disorders, self-harm, pressures of exams, being bullied, low confidence, low self-esteem, not feeling good enough. You know, it's, it's a vast array of issues that that they face that teenagers and young children face today and uh, do you have any advice for parents or carers to recognize the signs of children and teenagers struggling with something instead like teenagers are often grumpy but it's also (laughs) like a normal thing but what's how do you recognize when it's like oh something is off Mm -hmm. maybe i need some professional help that's a really good question, actually, because as you say, you know, teenagers that you know can be grumpy um, or maybe have what we call attitude and be quite quiet or sullen. 
um, at times. Not all the times, but you know, not all the time, but sometimes that, that can be the case. And it's important to observe your child's for any differences, so any changes in behaviour. Obviously, uh, you know, children and teenagers, as they get older, their behaviours change when hormones kick in anyway. But it's about looking for those changes in behaviour. If your, your child was quite positive and quite happy generally and happy to go to school or happy with their schoolwork or in, in various parts of you know their life what they do and then suddenly they change if they maybe become more um, I would term more snappy so uh, less tolerant when you speak um, maybe outbursts of anger maybe often it can be sleeping more it can also be sleeping less there are so many different things that sort of sound the same but it's about noticing those changes, noticing changes in your child. And as parents, you know, we know our children better than anyone. And you'll pick up on things that are different um, and think, oh, actually they weren't doing that before. So it's looking for, for differences, for changes in their, in their behaviour initially. Amazing. Great. Thank you for the great tip. Also... The Taran has so many videos. She has at least nine YouTube videos and you can find the videos also on her Facebook and website. Also Facebook, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, I have been watching them. The one I love the most is, uh, sorry, seems to be the hardest word. And that's very interesting because as children tend to put their parents or their carers as superheroes, Mm-hmm. And we we used to think they did everything right. But then in the video, you explain the importance of own it. And if you make a mistake as a parent, or like you were saying, one day mm-hmm. you were grumpy, you just yes. apologize. And yes. can you tell us why it's important for children to to see that you are human as a parent oh. and yes. you make mistakes and you own them? <laughs> so. Can you tell us more about the importance about that? Yes, yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a parent, as I say, I'm a behaviour consultant, a parenting coach. But uh, do I get things wrong? Oh, gosh, yes. Of course. I'm human. You know, <laughs> I'm not a superhero. I'm not superhuman. I'm human. I, you know, I get things wrong. And so I will, you know, I've, I've said and done things. In fact, I think last week, uh, when my my teenagers weren't getting up to get ready to do their work, I started I started um, you know moaning and nagging and said, "Come on, get out of bed, get out of bed," um, and you know just kept saying, "Come on now, get out of bed," and just constantly in their ear and moaning, and and, and it's not how I normally am, but uh, you know, like I say, I'm normal, I'm human, we all do it. And I started to raise my voice, and I'm not somebody that raises my voice or shouts. But come on now, and and then both of my my two separately got really quite upset with me and quite annoyed. And then they said, "Why are you always moaning? You're always grumpy." And it was that for that those phrases that made me stop and think. Actually, what am I doing? This you know, this isn't how I you know how I've said to be, and this is how I am and I took a step back and thought do you know what they're right 
I'm being grumpy. And then I thought a bit more about it and realized that actually these were days where I was busy and I had quite a lot of my own workload to get through. And I realized that I was actually transferring my need to get things done to my teenagers. And so I owned it. I took responsibility and I, I said to them, I'm really sorry. I realized I was nagging and moaning at you and being grumpy, but actually you're doing really well. You know, I'm really proud of you getting up, getting the work done. I was just feeling under pressure because of the things I had to do. And I was basically taking it out on you. I'm sorry. And, and they went, yeah, we know because they know me well and we have that relationship, that conversation, but they appreciated it. And they said, thanks mum. And it's a really important thing to do on other levels as well, because it helps them to self-regulate. It helps them when they're feeling under pressure with the things that, you know, have an impact on their lives. So school exams, friendships, whatever it is for them, it's all relative. But then if they realize that in fact that makes them behave in a, in a different way and they might need to sort of stop and think, well, actually, I need to think about what I'm doing and how I'm behaving. That teaches them. So I'm modeling the behavior I want to see from them. So it works on so many levels. Awesome. Awesome. Because as you said, uh, even we, if we are uh, mindset and we understand why we do as humans what we do. We're not immune from anxiety from what's happening right now in these unprecedented times. Mm. So it affects us. The only thing is uh, when you work with like a uh, mindset, you know, and you're more aware of your fear emotions. So the thing is, maybe we have better tools to deal than uh, if we weren't expert in this field, but still mm. it affects us. It just is like, oh, I'm feeling this. So we are more aware of the emotions. So now you, you teach these um, tools to children, teenagers, and the carer and parents, no? Mm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. That's the thing, as you say, you know, because of what we do, we have the tools and we recognize when we're feeling a certain way, when we're feeling demotivated, you know, when we're feeling a bit flat, those things. And that's the thing. We, we know then we, we've got that self-awareness and we know how to change things. And those are the strategies that I help uh, children and parents and educators with. Yeah, that's true. Awesome. And uh, you said uh, that you're two teenagers and how are they like now? And what is their behavior like? Right. So, yeah, so I'll start with my, my son, who's nearly 17. Now, you know, don't get me wrong, they're teenagers. Um, we're, we're all human. We have our moments. But my, my son, I, we have a great relationship. So we both, we both love martial arts. So we're both black belt first dans in, in our martial arts, different martial arts. So we have that in common, which I absolutely love because that's something that, me and him will always have in common and it's something that him and his his dad don't have in common so it's a really nice thing to have in common we you know we we do some sparring together and we train together and you know and he'll say oh you're my strong mum you know and we'll, <laughs> we'll practice together and 
and actually we spend a lot of time together which which is great I love that because I'm sure there will come a time in the not too distant future where that will change where his priorities differ and you know that's that's the way of the world but you know we get on really well we spend a lot of time together and he he talks to me about things he asks me everything so I feel you know very 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 lucky and very proud and my daughter who's who's 14 again I spend a lot of time with her we have lots of sort of girl time together and and in fact spending time with her is like being my best friend she's mm. just so easy to be with um, we have fun we have a laugh and again she'll talk to me and ask me everything we talk about everything together um, and I say I you know it it's I feel so lucky with my two teenagers we I have such a strong bond with them such a strong relationship and it's you know it feels like a big privilege for me very awesome awesome and uh, may I ask you do you ever have moments where things don't work for you or on uh, on your own teenagers like oh yes <laughs> yes definitely and you know it's a bit like we said before about you know saying sorry um I I'll, I'll say something or do something and then I realize that actually that that wasn't the way to go and I'll admit it and I'll 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 say sorry I might not realize straight away you know because that's just how things go but I do I do apologize and I talk to them I give them a voice so and I let them know that their opinion matters so if if I say something to them and they then say oh well you said this and you said that I'll listen I don't just say well don't talk to me like that or whatever I will listen to what they've got to say because it's important they're you know they're human beings they're just as important as me and everyone else yes yes and I I like to believe that I, I heard this phrase once and it was beautiful and I've been trying to use it as a philosophy of life. Everybody we meet in life can teach us something that we don't know. And even a child. And I actually, I've been, I also specialize in healing the inner child as adults. We still have that little child that needs to be listened. And a little child can teach us to play with, with things to be uh, that like, but Lately, I realized how serious I've become. And I was like, no, I don't like it. I want to be more playful. So even a small child can teach us how to pretend to drink a fake tea from a, from a plastic cup. <laughs> so, and they can teach us to be more, um, more open and more mm. a bigger fantasy. Like, so I believe everybody can teach us something we don't know, including children. <laughs> Definitely. I completely agree with you. We can learn so much from, from children of all ages. Um, and like you say, young children, they're so, their innocence is just wonderful. And they're almost so free. They're yeah. so free and natural. But we forget as adults, we all started off like that. We yes. were all free and, you know, carefree and did what we wanted without fear, without any sort of hesitation, because that's what being a child is like. It's that freedom, that natural, just doing everything. And it's as we get older, like you say, we depending on our job and just 
as we get older, more responsibilities, we often become, uh, as we say, you know, more serious and we forget to have fun and we forget to relax. And, you know, I have fun with my teenagers and <laughs> I can remember a situation and I, I was just crying with laughter. I couldn't stop laughing. We were at a restaurant together, just the, the three of us. And I was trying to pay and I, I had tears streaming down my eyes because I was laughing and my two teenagers were stood there sort of shaking their head looking at me as I'm trying to hand my credit card over to pay and they just and we sort of finally finished and we walked away and they both shook their head and went oh sometimes you're more of a child than we are <laughs> <laughs> and I said but isn't it good you know and they went yeah I suppose so but, um, so it's important to to have that you know that time where you don't take yourself so seriously and yeah. you know, because actually when when we do that as adults and we think actually just have a bit of a laugh and not take ourselves so seriously we think we realize how much more relaxed we are about the more serious aspects of our life when we do that so yes, yes. it's it's important if uh, I could get a degree, I probably would get a PhD in overthinking. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the same for so many adults. I think that's the same for so many adults. You know, as I say, you know, we, as we get older, we tend to think more and overthink things and, you know, worry about what everybody else thinks and compare ourselves to everybody else. I think that's, a, you know that's part of what happens to many of us as we get older, which is like why you say how important it is that we look at children and learn from them. And I, I can remember my son when he was about, I think he was about 10 years old. And we were just talking about, I, I can't remember exactly what, but it must have had something to do with children and adults. And I remember he said to me, why is it? that adults think they know more than us just because they're adults. And I, and I, can, I think he, yeah, that was about nearly seven years ago. He's about 10, maybe a bit younger. And I just remember those words stopped me in my tracks and I thought, that's a really interesting statement, a really interesting question. You know, why do, we, why do people think they know more because they're adults? And he said, there are so many things that I think I could, you know, tell adults that they don't get right. Mm. What an interesting insight from a 10 year old. Yeah. And nowadays a 10 year old can teach us how to work an iPad. <laughs> oh, my, oh gosh. Yes. My son, he's my, he's my technology guru. He's the one I go to when I need help with technology. Definitely. But um, <laughs> it just reminds me of a, a time, not that um, must have been about a year ago. He was, he was changing the bedding on his bed and I was, I can't remember why, but I was sat talking to him on his bedroom floor and he was changing the bedding and he was putting the pillowcase on and I laughed and I said to him, what are you doing? I said, you're putting that on so cack handedly. And he looked at me strangely and he said, is that even a proper word? <laughs> and I said, well, it was in my day. And I said, but what are you doing? I said, it, and we, I was joking and laughing with him at the, at the time. And I said, watching you do that is really painful and then he said but do you know what mum that's exactly how I feel when I watch you do anything to do with technology <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I laughed and said touche fair point <laughs> you got me there 
So. Yes, and also teenagers, especially, and uh, young adults around early 20s, they, we had at that time so much energy to, do the, to be the change in the world. Mm. The big changes are usually started from teenagers or early 20s. It's like uh, they have this energy, they have this passion. And uh, while we adults were like thinking, oh, well, I, I love that idea, but I need to go to work, I need to pay the bills and the mortgage. While the kids are like, they have this energy, this passion, and they are the change makers. So we, I believe we should listen to them. I've learned so much from all these young people who are teaching us to be more environmental friendly. Yes. And uh, they are doing it. So I, I really estimate all this. Like Greta, I believe she's an amazing person, and she's um, at, that, at her age. I was thinking about, oh, how should I dress this Saturday? When should I do? She's trying to make the world better. So, <laughs> kudos to people like her. And so, it's true. We can learn so much for, from young people, mm -hmm. even if they don't have the same experience, but they can see the world with a different perspective. Definitely, definitely. We have experience. Yes, definitely. I mean, my two teenagers, um, they, they talk to me a lot about what it's like to be a teenager. You know, my son, a teenage, you know, teenage son, teenage girl, daughter, you know, what it's like to be my teenager, um, what it's like at school, the pressures, all the different things. So they actually, I listen to them a lot and they give me a really great insight into the minds of children and teenagers and what they go through and from their perspective so actually they help me sort of feed into what I do with through my business so you know it's very very important yeah you have two teachers at home <laughs> mm, yes indeed they inspire me oh yeah I can see I can hear you're very passionate about them and uh, may I ask you how are they living the lockdown and this coronavirus Sure. So um, they're, they're both actually, they're both coping very well. They are struggling to get up at school time. Um, but actually, you know, I, I, I think it's really important during this time for, for children to have for, and families to have a, a structure, a sort of routine mm -hmm. to keep to keep everyone motivated. But it's really really important i think for that to be flexible so they're both they've both actually found their way of working that works for them so they're not getting up first thing in the morning but i'm i'm fine with that but they're getting all of their work done my daughter is um so she gets her work slightly differently to my son so she's been given subject packs to what to work through so a whole sort of set of lessons on English and maths and so on and she finds it easier rather than sticking to her school timetable of you know English maths science whatever she finds it easier to work through one whole topic so she said she can concentrate better rather than switching from one subject to another to another when she's at home she's working through all of the maths work first and then all of the history and so on whereas my son he finds it easier to follow sort of the subjects almost as his timetable and they're both getting the work done they're just 
sort of finding their new normal, if you like, and, and what works for them. But they've both said how it's quite difficult to to motivate themselves when it's, you know, when they're not at school with their friends and with their teachers. Um, but my daughter, something she's been doing is she's been going online with her friends. So a group sort of Skype call or something. So they get to see each other. They get to chat, socialize, and then they do their homework together at the same time. So they can help each other and support each other as well, which has been brilliant, actually. And I can remember hearing them all giggling and chatting, but they're working as well, which is perfect. And it's a great motivator for all of them. Yes, yes. And also I've been uh, reading a lot on how it's important to try to keep your life as much as it was before. So she's like basically doing a study group, even if it's not live but it's just yes. online but it's better than because uh, at least the mind thinks oh, okay we're doing a study group and they're having fun they're giggling that's it that's it and it's a way to motivate each other um, you know because something for for teenagers for, for all children not being at school yes they're not they're not learning they're not doing this they're not sort of got their teachers there but they're not socializing and children of all ages their friends pretty much the most important people in their lives so not being around their friends every day will have an impact on how they feel and their motivation and just their general day-to-day feeling Mm -hmm. so actually something like that is a really great way to to catch up and keep up with their friends awesome and i guess also you are working mainly online and via phone with your clients correct yes so for me, um, I'm, I work, I'm based from home anyway, so a lot of what I do, I'm based at home. Um, I obviously go out to, to clients, to their homes and to schools, so um, obviously I'm not doing that, but I'm able to deliver my, my services on, online and I'm sort of relaunching some of some services this week actually just to support parents in this uh, very unusual time and, and difficult time for, for many people as well. So it's, for me, it's, you know, it's quite, it's different, but it's not a huge difference. Um, and I'm enjoying, I'm actually enjoying the, the slower pace of life. I'll be honest. I, I'm quite enjoying how things, how things are and having time to focus on my business and within my business but also having time more time to do things that I think oh I've been meaning to do that for ages and different things that I've not got around to doing um, my daughter and I were saying that later on today we're going to have some you know, play Scrabble and have some games of cards and do a face pack and things like that so nice. it's just you know taking that time to to do more of the fun stuff as well Awesome, awesome. And I will put all your details in the description so anybody who wants to contact you can just click on the thing. But I hear you're also writing an ebook. Tell me about that. (laughs) Yes, I am. I'm currently writing an ebook. It's um, it's, it's a, I won't, I'm not going to give too much away, but it's uh, an ebook to, for parents, it's to support parents with with their children's and teenagers behavior and it's to to help parents understand about the behaviors 
where where they're coming from and how they can how they can really identify them and communicate with them and reconnect everyone really it's about reconnecting the family and rebuilding those relationships awesome yeah because right now with the lockdown i have the thing that you i have the belief you can choose your friends so you choose people that are similar to you but family what happens to us and (laughs) despite we love them we are all different so if you put a family close in a lockdown with different views on the world and different beliefs that's difficult so it's very important to connect so yeah and also um what do you say about parents who project their own desires on on children like how how do you realize that a parent is trying to push their child to do what they wanted to do when they were children or they wish they could like how can you help a parent or a child going through this situation so um, that comes back to the, the one-to-one sessions that I have um, with the child or the teenager. From what they say, I listen and can sort of identify where that feeling is coming from. But obviously, I also speak to the parents on a one-to-one basis as well. So I will sort of relay that part of the conversation. And in fact, through talking to parents and when I give them various strategies to support their child, they actually, the way I, my approach and the way things work, they actually realise themselves if they are playing a part in, in the situation and how their child's feeling. So, you know, it it all through working with the child, I work with the parent and with the family. So everyone works together in a sense to to improve the situation and to transform the behaviour. And they realise that they all have a part to play. Yes. And to be their own authentic selves and to be accepted for who they are. Yes. Awesome. And it was amazing to have you today. And uh, is anything else you would like to tell uh, uh, people who will, would like to contact you? Like how did they can reach you? What's the best way? Shall they send an email? Or also on your website, there is your phone number. What's the best way to contact you? Right. So um, I, like, like you mentioned earlier, everything that I, I do, I can do online. And I'm actually just going to, over the next couple of days, just relaunch some new new services that will help parents and children and teenagers at this time so i will be making videos and launching those but everyone can contact me via my social media platforms which i will let you have but uh, an easy way to to get in touch with me is via my facebook business page which is facebook.com stroke behavior first consultancy they can email me on annie underscore goldsmith at hotmail.com and they can also phone me on my mobile number which is 07754 882127 but I will obviously give you all of that information and I know you're going to include that on the, the podcast so but just if they look me up they'll be able to find me and please get in touch because I'm here to help that's what I do
And once you publish that program, will it be on your um, web website? Um, yes, it will be on my website, but the first place to look would be my um, my business page, LinkedIn and Twitter. Those are my main ones, but yes, it will also go on my on my website as well. But there's technical technical issues involved with that, so that then I have to actually ask my husband because he's my technical person regarding my website. So <laughs> awesome, awesome. We are looking forward to see that material thank you very so much and for today and uh, um i really appreciate it and i hope you have a very lovely day thank you for listening and please contact Anne if you have any questions thank you it's been an absolute pleasure bye everyone